Well, I'm coming at this from a, quite a different perspective, a much less theoretical one, a rather more practical one, speaking as a, as a publisher. Um, so I thought I'd just begin with uh, uh, saying something about the evolution of the list that I, um, I edit, which is the Oxford World's Classic series. It's described as a classics reprint series, and it's been in existence now for, um, in one form or another, for over 100 years. It started life in the early years of the last century as a small format hardback imprint, um, with the aim of making available the greatest works of literature. Great books for modest pockets is uh, how they were described. It grew to include all the standard works of classical and English literature, and some not quite so standard works, including multi-volume editions of speeches and documents on foreign policy, on the British dominions, on British colonial policy, a lot of Austin Dobson, the poet and essayist, and eight volumes by Constance Home, the author of a series of Westmoreland novels such as The Lonely Plough and Crump Folk Going Home, personal favourites of the then publisher Humphrey Milford. Uh, some of the books were introduced by other distinguished writers, including Virginia Woolf, who introduced Stern's Sentimental Journey, George Bernard Shaw, who introduced The Way of All Flesh, and John Buchan, whose introduction to The Complete Angler is still in print in the current World's Classics edition. <laughs> In 1925, one of my predecessors was able to claim that inclusion in the list is, as it were, a hallmark of merit. Gradually, however, demand for the little hardbacks began to decline, and in 1980, the series, that had by then been moribund for several years, was relaunched in paperback. Today, the list has around 750 titles, ranging from the earliest literature of Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt to the mid-20th century, and across the genres of fiction, drama, poetry, philosophy, religion, history and social science. My job is to decide what to publish in the series and to commission the editors and translators who mediate the text for the modern reader. The focus of the series has changed from one designed to build up a library for the educated general reader into one that's aimed first and foremost at the student. Um, gone are the Constant Holmes and the Austin Dobsons uh, and introductions by celebrity writers. In their place, we have books that are studied at school and university with a kind of critical apparatus that's designed to assist the student and inform the interested reader. The demands of the marketplace really determine what I publish and which books we're able to keep in print. And so for me, in my role as an editor, a classic is simply a book 